Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories, the true stories of a tryhard. joined by the most special guest I've had so far. She is an amazing person and my girlfriend. Please welcome Sienna Mayer. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> so this week's topic is very special to me because it's become increasingly important over the past year. Uh, it's just been a big help with my anxiety in general and Sienna has a lot of experience with that so that's why I'm having her here. <laughs> yeah. This week's topic is meditation and breathing exercises. So, Sienna, can you tell the people what your experiences are with that? Um, I mostly use it for pain reasons, but I do it like twice a day, like once in the morning and once when I go to bed. Um, but I do different ones. So I have one called color breathing, and I do a different one that's just like simple that you can do like. If you're in a classroom and you're taking a test or, I don't know, if you're, like, in the movie theater and something's freaking you out or something like that. So, yeah. <laughs> how did that start? Like, how did you discover that that was, like, a possible solution to what you were going through? Um, My therapist actually decided that that would be something that would help me. And then I had a pain management team and... Um, one of the doctors on that team also recommended it so they each taught me different ones but I use both of them in my everyday life that's uh, that's different from my experience I mainly use it like before I go to sleep every night mm. uh, I actually use an app I wish they would sponsor me but as, as of right now they <laughs> don't it's it's called Headspace and yeah. I would highly recommend Headspace to anyone who wants to get started with meditation and breathing exercises, they make it very, very easy to um, get into that mm -hmm. because otherwise it might seem like an unapproachable topic. And uh, Headspace, if you're listening, I would love for you to sponsor me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so for your pain, I mean, I already know about this, but you can you educate our listeners on your condition? I have something called amplified musculoskeletal pain syndrome, or we call it AMPS, or um, it's also called complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS, but basically the nerves in my body overreact to pain and stress, so it causes me like extreme pain in like certain places, or it can be like my whole body, so it's just um, me trying to figure out how to displace the pain or calm myself down because stress is a trigger for it. So, yeah. <laughs> Where does it affect you most of the time? Most of the time it's my right forearm. It feels like somebody like stabbed me there it, at my worst. So I thought it was your whole right arm. Yeah, for the most part. But like on my really bad days, it's literally just like right at my elbow. Basically. Okay. Yeah. So, can you, like, recall when 
you first started experiencing that? Um, I honestly remember that night, like it was yesterday, I was doing my homework and all of a sudden my arm really hurt and I couldn't figure out why. I told my mom and took some pain meds and went to bed that night and it never really worked. So since then I had to get tests done. It took about a year for them to diagnose me. Um, but yeah, it was just one random night when it triggered, um, they think I got tendonitis, which triggered it. So, yep. Have you met anyone else who has it? No, even though I've been told that since I introduced our high school to that, um, condition, that more students have come out with it to the nurse and the nurse like helped me through it and figured out what it was. Um, so we were kind of both being educated on it at the time, so now she knows how to help other students because of me. So apparently there were other students in our high school that had it, but I never met them or anything. I feel like your condition in particular doesn't really get a lot of attention. So, like, like how many people, or do you even know like how many people have this? It's funny, I like just looked it up yesterday. Um, <laughs> it's rare. And I think it's also kind of up and coming because I think people kind of look at it like it's all in your head and you're not really in pain. And so I think a lot of it goes undiagnosed anyway. But it said like under 200,000 cases per year. Really? So, yeah, if you look it up, it says it's a rare condition. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're one in 200,000 then. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you said your therapist recommended that to you. Like, tell me, um, like, beyond, like, helping out with this, with that particular condition, how has, like, being able to meditate and do these breathing exercises helped you? My anxiety, for sure. It helps me, like, center myself when I'm, like, super anxious, the little, um, breathing that I can do throughout the day. And then just waking up and doing it just puts me in the right headspace to feel about my day. Like, just calming down and, like, yeah, I can do this and moving on. So, it's definitely helped me anxiety-wise, for sure. Now, I know you've told me this story before, but um, can you tell our listeners about the speech you gave about this? Oh, in, like, high school? Yeah. Yeah, I had to do, I think the report was, like, something... It was a, I think it was a this I believe yeah speech. something I believe in and I did it I believe in breathing and then more specifically color breathing which is the one I use the most um but yeah I basically gave a speech that taught people how to use it and really brought to light how meditation can really help anyone like you don't even have to be diagnosed with anything or diagnosed with anxiety like we all go through stressful times and so I really believe that everybody should know how to like meditate or just concentration breathing in general can really help like anybody in like any situation honestly see i found out um about like meditation and knowing how to do it through my mom Mm -hmm. because my mom had started doing it Mm -hmm. um like while she was going through like a really hard time because one of her friends at work had told her like hey Meditation is a very helpful and useful thing to do. And with the the recent changes that have been occurring in my life, I've needed to do it a lot more. Yeah. And now I, I only do it once a day. I only do it 
before I go to bed. Mm. But that helps my brain calm down because it's been dealing with a lot of stuff Mm. throughout the day. And just if I didn't do it, um, it would be very hard for me to go to sleep every night. Yeah. It's kind of like telling your brain, like, it's okay. We're done. It's the end of the day. Time to go to sleep. Yeah. And that's, it's just become part of my routine. I've, I've been doing it consistently for almost a year, which yeah. has drastically increased the quality of my sleep. And weighted blankets don't hurt either. <laughs> yeah. I know you really want one. I know. I'm jealous of your weighted blanket. <laughs> oh, you'll get one one day. Someday. I can dream. <laughs> one can only dream. Yeah. That's okay. Oh, boy. Man, it has... I really wanted you to come on here for a while because because of this particular topic because you know so much. Yeah. And I think it's fun to talk about in my opinion because I again like I feel like everybody needs it. So and when you're telling other people about it like what kind of what kind of things do people say when they don't want to do it? I mean a lot of people are just like, "Well, I don't have anxiety or I don't have depression or I don't they just they think it's just, like, a diagnosed mental illness or physical illness you need to, like, do it. And I'm just like, no. Like, do you have a test that you get worried about? Well, yeah, duh. You know, everybody gets worried about a test. And it's just like, well, this will help you, like, drastically. You'll see a difference and it'll help, like, focus your mind and you'll feel really good going into that test instead of freaking out about it. And, I mean, you're still going to have some anxiety. But, like, everybody has some stressful points in their life. Nobody goes through life without stress. So I think everybody should have it diagnosis or not I would I would definitely agree with that and it's it's taken a while for me to realize just how important it is Mm -hmm. because um I didn't want to do it at first because you know I was I was in that camp I didn't think I needed it I thought I you know as is the case with a lot of my life I thought I, I thought I could handle it right yeah and, like, it was more of a pride thing than anything else, mm-hmm. which really set me back. But now I realize that it's not about having it all together. It's a, it's about knowing how to talk to yourself mm-hmm. and telling yourself, we need to focus yeah. I mean, two things about that. Like, one, I think people are afraid they're going to get judged for doing that in public, which the one I learned to use throughout the day is so small that literally nobody's going to notice. And number two, like, I think people think it's a sign of weakness if they admit doing that. Mm-hmm. And my therapist put it really well. It's not a weakness. It's like a toolkit. You're just pulling out a tool to fix something. But, I mean, people don't want to admit they aren't fixing anything. But it's just like a toolkit that will be get through life, I guess. Yeah. And I do have, like... Do you have like an emergency breathing exercise that you do? Because I was I was taught that if it's extremely stressful, that you can just bust out this one breathing exercise that I do. Like if I have like a really big test that I'm about to go do, or I'm in the middle of it, mm-hmm. I'll just you know take big deep breath in, mm-hmm. hold it, yep, and let it go. It's that one. My therapist calls it like the two four six so you breathe in for four 
hold for two, out for six. Yeah. And it's something literally nobody will notice because you can do it with your nose and then, like, open your mouth a little bit and nobody's going to notice. Yeah. I've I've done that, actually, during um, some of my harder tests this semester. I'll just breathe in, hold, breathe out, and mm-hmm. just even doing it just before... I go in to mm-hmm. a class that I'm particularly nervous about is very, very helpful. Yeah. So what what do you what do you say to people who think they're too good for this? Again, I just point out like anything that everybody has to do, like a test or give a speech or meet new people. Like we all go through stress. There's everyday stressors that literally everyone has gone through and you're gonna need it. It'll help drastically like just try it once it's not gonna hurt to try it so what do you have to lose right yeah hey it's me ethan here checking back in with you your podcast host your friend and neighbor And I'm here to tell you about the first ever sponsor for True Stories of a Try Hard, Audible. Audible is an online audiobook library where you can get thousands of titles. And they're having an exclusive offer for True Stories of a Try Hard listeners. You can get one free audiobook with a 30-day trial to give you just an opportunity to check them out. So go ahead and go to... uh, uh, audible.com slash true stories of a tryhard to get your free trial today, including uh, The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. In fact, I believe all of Lord of the Rings books are there. Uh, you can get uh, Crush It Why the Time is Down to Cash In on Your Passion by Gary Vanyarchuk, which has been uh, a very inspiring book for me. That's on Audible. And when you have nothing else to do or you just want to know, chill out for a while, put on an audiobook, and let your mind be whisked away to somewhere different or improve yourself, check out Audible and use my code so you can get your free audiobook today. And now back to the show. So within your uh, realm of anxiety, I know that you are afraid of crowds and you will stick to me like glue (laughs) if we are... Death grip your shoulders. Yes. (laughs) If we go out to like the mall or like a concert Mm -hmm. or just a place where there's a lot of people that you don't know. Yeah. How has or have you ever used your breathing exercises to help with that more recently yes before that no but i've come to see like it's hard because my brain just immediately goes into like panic Mm -hmm. so it's hard to like process anything or even think straight or even you know like think logically like hey breathing helps let's do that but like um so it took a while for me to really get over that hump and actually start doing it (laughs) but now I think it's kind of like burned into my brain so yeah as soon as I like start freaking out I do breathe it doesn't help a ton but it 
focuses me a little bit more. <laughs> Can you tell me about one of those times? Um, I think I use it a lot when I'm leaving church. I just have to like breathe and be like, it's okay. We're good. We're fine. Because <laughs> obviously you don't, you live farther away, so I don't have anybody to cling on to at church. <laughs> so. I mean, you have some of our other friends out there with you. Yeah, but I don't think Noah really does touchy-feely. So it's just kind of me on my own, getting through it on my own. So the breathing, it's just, I just focus on that instead of the people. So it helps my brain not panic as much. And by the time I know it, I'm like out of it. So. When did you realize that it would be helpful when covering that particular situation? Uh, I just need something else to think about. And I was like, what else? And I mean, even like the guy that was in charge of like the pain management clinic, he's like, we mainly used it as a distractor from pain. So I knew it was a distractor from pain. So why not try it out as like a distractor from anxiety? And it worked. So. So. Is this, like, a recent, like, how recent is this development, like, in the past couple months? Like, six months. Really? Yeah. I thought you'd started using it before then, because, like... I used it for other things, but not that in particular. Like, again, it was hard to make my brain, like, think logically in those situations, because they freak me out the most. So I'm literally just like, get out, get out, get out. And now I have to learn to, like, change it, where it's like, okay, breathe, breathe, breathe instead, so... Yeah, for for me, it's not necessarily crowds. It's just meeting new people that yeah. I have to center myself because yeah, I'm just afraid of judgment. I don't know Same. about you, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm afraid of, of judgment from people that I've never met. Yep. But what I've come to realize is that most people aren't outwardly expressive about how judgmental they're being, no. which helps. And most of the time they're judging themselves and not you. They're thinking about themselves more. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Has, um, has your experience in dealing with crowds gotten any better? Uh, probably not, really. I mean, I've distracted myself, but, like, it's always going to be something I'm afraid of, and it's always going to be something I struggle with. Well, I mean, you've had some pretty big victories when it comes to that recently. You went to a football game yeah. with people that you don't know. Yeah. If I want to do something enough, I'm going to just do it. Crowds or no crowds. So. It's just about the determination. Yeah. If I want it bad enough, I'm going to do it. <laughs> As is the case with a lot of things. Yes. Yeah. Basically. So for those of us who don't know, can you walk us through like how color breathing works? So, you pick two colors, and one is, like, your calm color. So, for instance, my calm color is blue. And then you pick another color that you don't necessarily like or that stresses you out. And for me, that's red. So, pretty basic. Um, And then you just imagine your whole body is filled with that stressful color just flowing through you, like, through your head, through your arms, through your leg, through your torso, just flowing through you. And then you think of um, your calm color and you breathe in through your nose and you you have to imagine that you're breathing in that calm color. So I'm breathing in that blue air and I'm letting it and you start from like your toes and move all the way through your body. So it's kind of like muscle relaxation too. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So you breathe in through your nose, breathe that blue air in, and watch it in your mind flow down to your toes and replace that red air. And you blow with your mouth out, and you blow all that red air out, and you continue throughout your entire body. And you can do, like, certain places that you feel have more tension or more stress kind of held in there. You can do those multiple times and just take your time with it. Like, it's not something, like, you do really quick but it's kind of focusing your mind on something else and you're watching that stress just leave your body and your calmness filling your body till like at the end your whole body would essentially be flowing with blue air and you're like super relaxed and super calm. I've actually done something similar mm-hmm. with my meditation sessions. I don't call it that, yeah. but the concept is the same. Yeah. Because, you know, when I'm when I'm laying out on my bed and I'm, I'm being walked through this, these exercises. They'll say like, like imagine a beam of sunlight coming in through the bottom of your feet and yeah. just filling up your entire body and just letting go mm. of, you know, all the the darkness yeah. that's within you. Yeah. And that has been super powerful for me because. Before I started doing this, I would wake up sore mm-hmm. a lot because my muscles would just be tense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I'm asleep, you know, the, your brain's not really focused on doing what's best. It's more focused on, like, um, like repairing things that are going on and just making sure you fall into that, into the REM mm-hmm. cycle and making sure you stay there. But... That has been, like, my experience with that similar concept. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I've also done this thing called noting, where it's just, like, a self-scan of realizing, like, what you're feeling, mm-hmm. how you're feeling, how intense it is, mm-hmm. and just softly noticing it. Yeah. Not going like jumping in and feeling that you're just acknowledging that it's there yeah and that's like what you can do with like the repeating certain places is you know you hold certain tensions in a certain place so you're acknowledging that it's there and you're gonna put a little more focus on it like you can do breathing for that area multiple times but eventually you're gonna get to that like calmness and not focus on it anymore well i'm glad you could make it (laughs) me too I'm very happy that you're here but we are approaching that time so Sienna thank you for coming thank you you once again listeners for listening to True Stories of a Tryhard you can find me on Instagram at ethan.t.hewlin you can find me on Twitter at etphonehome those are zeros and the e's are threes you can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at truestoriespod Sienna where can people find you? Um, at Sienna, C-I-E-N-N-A, 422, on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. You don't really use Twitter too much. No, I don't. <laughs> but if you want to try, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> we just share memes with each other more than anything else on those two. Honestly, I literally got them because you wanted to send me memes. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> 
I'll be back with more stories next week. So until then, this is Ethan Hewlin signing off.